This is The Space Shot, episode 182, for November 12th, 2017. Crossing the Rubicon. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Mulnix. Today is a crossing of the Rubicon for me in a few respects. No, I'm not Caesar starting the Roman Civil War, but I am crossing the halfway point with the podcast. Thank you all for joining me on this daily journey. There's a lot more to come over the next six months, and even more after that, and I'm just appreciative of everyone that has joined me so far. I'd love if you could share the podcast with your friends, so do me a favor and tag someone on Facebook that would enjoy the podcast. I'd appreciate it. I've got one quick news item. Earlier this morning, a Cygnus spacecraft launched on an Antares rocket, which will be delivering supplies to the International Space Station. Yesterday's launch attempt was scrubbed after an aircraft entered the no-fly zone around the launch facility. Thankfully, today's launch went off without a hitch. Now for some space history, I've got a little bit on Voyager 1. Here's a reminder about the Voyager missions. They were made possible because of a unique planetary alignment that allowed for spacecraft to visit the outer planets using gravity assists instead of massive amounts of fuel. This fortuitous alignment of the outer planets occurs once every 175 years or so. The last time that the planets were aligned this way, Thomas Jefferson was president, and the next time the planets will be aligned this way is in 2148. Voyager 1 had a unique course that allowed it to fly by Titan at the expense of visiting the outer planets like Voyager 2 accomplished. Both of the spacecraft were identical, and they carried the same science instruments and imaging systems. On November 12, 1980, Voyager 1 performed a flyby of Titan, which gave us glimpses of that unique moon. The Titan flyby didn't provide any visual information on the surface of that moon, since this strange world has an incredibly thick atmosphere that prevents visual observation of surface features. Voyager 1 was able to measure the surface pressure of Titan, finding that it's roughly 1.6 times as high as the pressure here on Earth. Voyager 1 was never designed to orbit any planets or moons, so its brief flyby from about 4,000 miles away was the only time that the spacecraft would image this moon. Titan was studied in greater detail by the Cassini spacecraft for about 13 years, with that mission ending just this past September. I've got two shuttle missions I want to mention today. The first is STS-2, which launched on this day in 1981. The second flight of the space shuttle was originally meant to be a five-day mission, but it was changed after a faulty fuel cell failed in flight. Astronauts Joe Engel and Richard Truly spent just over two days in space during this mission. The last thing I want to talk about today is the launch of STS-74 in 1995. This mission was the second time that a space shuttle docked with the Russian Mir space station. The shuttle Atlantis and a crew of five astronauts spent eight days in space, three of which were docked with the Russian station. The American and Russian cooperation on the Mir shuttle program helped lay the foundation for the International Space Station. Since you're here, why don't you let me know what you think of the podcast by leaving a review in iTunes. It takes just a minute to do that, and it makes a huge difference because it helps even more people find the show. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. 
find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search the space shot or click the link in the show notes. Tomorrow, Mariner 9 enters Mars orbit. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.